Welcome to Be More Super, the podcast. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. An action-packed podcast where we'll discuss all things entertainment. You're the answer to are we alone in the universe? Conventions, prop collecting, cosplay, interviews, reviews, and so much more. The show starts with host Brian Gardner right now. So on this week's episode of Be More Super, the podcast, we've got a real treat. We've got a film and TV memorabilia collector and consultant from all the way from New York. It's Gary Maselli. Gary, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. And how is everything in New York? So so you're from New York, but but, but obviously for us Brits, New York is obviously bigger than Manhattan. So whereabouts in New York are you positioned at the moment i'm here i'm here on long island that's about i'd say an hour and 10 from manhattan by train an hour and 10 hour yeah and what's the weather like there is it snowing uh it's a little warmer today but there's still a good six seven inches of snow on the ground it was crazy yeah i mean i got um on instagram you got john wesley ship that played the flash and on his uh, Instagram, it's just full of snow everywhere. It looks beautiful, and I've been lucky yeah. enough to have, you know, come come to New York quite a few times. And the winter time, I've got to say, it can be crazy. I can remember one year, yeah. LaGuardia, Newark, and JFK all got shut down because the snow was that bad, and we got yeah. stranded. Um, but I'm glad you're doing fine and healthy and safe. How is everything with the pandemic? Because yes. obviously. This this is a worldwide thing. I mean, how's life mm-hmm. treating you o- o- over there around the pandemic? Yeah, the pandemic, I think, has been treating everyone uh, kind of the same. Um, we've mm-hmm. all been stuck inside and it keeps me stuck. And I was I graduated college in August. Uh, I graduated from film school with my BFA in film. And I was planning to move to California. And um, but, uh, you know, the virus has said no, stay home and um but there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is the vaccines coming. So, yeah, Def- definitely. All we've got to do is is be respectful, be safe, wash our hands, wear our masks, um, and get the vaccine. There's a lot of people that are anti-vaccine, yeah. and I just do not get it. And believe it or not, in the UK, I don't know what about uh, you know if it's the same in the states, but in the UK, we've got a lot of pe- people that think this whole pandemic is a you know, a made-up thing, and it's just crazy. It really is. But you know what? Yeah, you're here on the show to uh, bring a bit of light, um, you know, to people's lives for for a short short time to talk about my passion yeah. and your your passion, which is yeah. collecting props. So, um, you know, before obviously we talk about the props, why do you collect personally? You know movie props and tv props right well i grew up in the 90s um i grew up in the late 90s and so the story is that me and my family would go to atlantic city in new jersey twice three times a year because my grandma liked to gamble and so they so the (laughs) hotels basically said you know stay here for a few nights it's going to cost us nothing but you're going to gamble x amount you know the type of thing so we stayed there and every time we'd go there i would request that we'd go to planet hollywood because as because yeah. as everyone knows in the 90s that's when the planet hollywood mm-hmm. boom happened they had a hundred 
110 stores, uh, restaurants all over the world and full of just amazing, amazing stuff. And I remember the first time I went to Planet Hollywood with, with you know, the Tales from the Crypt puppet, uh, the almanac behind me, and uh, while you're eating your meal, you know, the Batman bullet is next to you. It was just unbelievable. And I said, this, this, this is everything. This, this, this is magic. So Definitely. I mean, Planet Hollywood for me as well. Uh, like I was chatting to Stephen Lane about this from Pro Prop Store, was um, my sort of first in introduction was when I was working in Lon London and I'd walk past the Planet Holly Hollywood every single day. And um, Steve Stephen Lane and his wonderful company would do a display. If there was a film coming yeah. out um, that you know week, there will be a display. And I used to always stop. And a couple of times I did... You know, I was late for the train, so so uh, I, I blame Stephen Lane for that. Um, but the wonderful displays, and you're right, when you sit down and have a meal, and uh, I, I remember uh, the last time I went to Planet Hollywood in London because it's moved, I was eating my dinner, and, and there was a rock from Superman Returns behind me that was donated yeah. by Kevin Spacey, and um, it's just astonishing. So what was the first prop that you actually bought? Oh, I think the first prop I actually got was I got a stack of bills from RoboCop 2. That was, oh my God, that must have been, I think, I'm pretty sure I have the certificate of authenticity. I think it's, I think it says on there 2002 or 2003, somewhere around there. But I remember very, very early. And then when I first got it, I, I put in like this frame and I said, oh my, this, this is the coolest thing ever. Because like you said, you know, we remember going to play in Hollywood and when we sit down and look at, you know, something to your right, and it's the Superman costume that he actually wore. I mean, it's just, it's just a completely different feeling. It brings everything that on the screen to life. Mm -hmm. So you started off with the Robocop 2 notes. Yeah. And like every collector knows, it's a slippery slope. You, you collect one thing, then you've got to get something else. And yeah. your collection is, is quite big um, with Inspector Gadget. So if you could tell us yeah. a bit about that, because are we talking about the 1999 <laughs> movie with Matthew Brod yes. Broderick? Yes. Yeah. Oh, um, such an awesome film. So that film, excuse me, that film was my favorite film in 1999. That thing had come out. I love the gadgets, the car, everything. And that summer, me and my family went to Disney's MGM Studios in Florida, and we took the Backlot Tour. And what did they have there? The costume. And when I saw the costume, my head exploded. And then when the tram stops eventually, and I was a little seven, eight-year-old kid, I got out the car, I got out the tram, and what did I see? The car. And I went up to the car, we took pictures, like it was the most exciting feeling ever. And I said, this movie is, it, 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 it's, it's amazing. Like all the special effects that went into it with Stan Winston and uh, the brilliance of Stan Winston. Um, and then later on, I said, you know, little by little, I say, you know, I really want that hat. I, I, I want the hat. And I've always wanted that hat. And then I said, where can I find it? And then I, then eventually, when, when I did find it, I think I found it in 2011, someone was selling off. They had an Inspector Gadget collection they were selling off. Mm. And I got information about it. I said, send me pictures, send me whatever you have, whatever authenticity you have, provenance, whatever. And I want to look at this stuff. I looked at it. It, it, it checked out. But... Something about the hat to me just didn't seem right. Um, as you know, Barone Hats in California does all the, all the hats for the motion pictures. They do the, the Temple of Doom hat, Inspector Gadget hat, the mask hat, the yellow hat with Jim Carrey in the mask. 
And I knew that Barone Hats made this hat. And, and I said, you know what, just, just take a chance, just get everything. I'd rather take the risk and say, you know, I'd try, try then miss out on an opportunity to collect from one of my favorite movies as a kid. So I got this collection. I looked at the hand. I said, this still doesn't seem right. Like I looked inside of it. It said Stetson. I said, that doesn't seem right to me. So contacted them. And I said, you know, how many hats did you make for the film? Because my hat said Stetson. My hat didn't say Barone on it. And I, and I, I wanted to find out. And, and then they emailed me two or three weeks later. And they said, we made X amount for the film until Stetson stole our design and started making hats for the film. And literally that piece of information was like a fingerprint. Wow. I was like, okay, now I, now I, now I get this. Yeah. Yeah. So how many pieces in total do you own from, from the movie? Because there must've been loads of stuff to actually collect because the film is just amazing. Really is. Yeah, it became this kind of cult film. Um, how many? How much stuff do I have? I have two hats. I have a prototype gadget. I have Inspector Gadget's coat, his shirt, uh, some press kits, uh, his badge, and I have Doctor Claw's um, uh, coat that he wore in one of the scenes. So, as we were talking about earlier on about preserving props and how important it is, right. I noticed something very special over your right shoulder. If you can explain to the viewers and listeners exactly. What's there? Well, it's one of my favorite pieces in my collection. That's the hat and the badge. Screen use hat and screen use hero badge from Inspector Gadget. That's that's the thing where the house is on fire, you take and run. That's that's everything. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I always ask prop prop collectors that, you know, if you were marooned on a desert island, what three props would you take? And I interviewed Dan Lanigan from Prop Culture on Disney Plus and it was so hard for him to choose of course it was, because he's got probably every prop known to man. Um, so when we're talking about, obviously, you're a film and TV memorabilia collector, you also um, you yeah. know, said you consult as well, which I'm quite intrigued with. Yeah. What does the, um, you know, the consultation or consulting part mean? Right. So I try to help people find, I try, try to help people locate their items, evaluate them. If they come to me with the collection, I try to help them. Uh, authenticate items is a big thing and ultimately try to preserve Hollywood history. Excellent. So you're a real life inspector gadget. Um, <laughs> well, searching down so. the props. Yeah. So, so what, what would you say are the top tips on authenticating a piece or finding a piece? Well, you know, the authentication is really, really difficult and it could be really difficult, especially for now. Everything is 3d printed. I mean, you see Star Wars, a lot of helmets and a lot of the stuff is, have 3D components and 3D printed components, and it's really hard to um, not fake them nowadays. It's um, People are faking them every day, and there's more fakes and more fakes and more fakes, especially because of the value keeps going up in these items, and people tend to fake them. But I think, I think the number one thing you have to realize is where it comes from. Um, that's really the ultimate thing is where it comes from. Does it have a good lineage? Where does it come from? Does it come from the studio? Does it come from someone that worked on it? And if, and if that person did work on the film, are they credited? Like, you know, there are just little things you could do. But if someone says, um, I had someone come to me once and said, and, and I believe he said, I have glasses from Harry Potter. I have Daniel Radcliffe's glasses from a Harry Potter film. I said, great, that's, that's awesome. And he showed them to me. I said, great, they look great. He says, how do I authenticate them? I said, well, how'd you get them? He said, 
his ex-wife's father worked on the movie and that's how we got him. I said, I said, great. Uh, you're getting it from, uh, you know, a source. I said, is there any way to contact the ex-wife to get like a letter? He said, no. <laughs> contact the ex-wife yeah. for the husband to yeah. go down that line. Yeah. Yeah. Just to get something. In. And he said, no. And I said, well, it's going to be really hard to authenticate his glasses because he's wearing them in every scene. They make so many of them. Now mm -hmm. every Halloween store makes them. You go online and they're readily available anytime you want for really cheap. And they look exactly like the ones in the movie. And it's really, so it would be really hard to authenticate something like that. Yeah, of course. And you think about the ones as well. How many replica yeah. ones are made? And they make them so well that they look, you know, screen used. And that's, yeah. that, that, that's the thing. It's finding somewhere to, to source these props where you know that they're gen genuine. And obviously there are auctions out there. I mean, I used to have a Hellboy Oakley body warmer that Ron Perlman wore in Hellboy. And um, I got it auctioned at that time. This is years ago through Profiles in his History. And right. um, they, they were awesome. And over in the UK, there was a TV program about uh, them, and it followed, you know, what what they do for work, and um, I, I absolutely loved it. So, you know, I I sold that through through them, and obviously they do auctions as well as prop store. Right. And I'm not yeah. being biased or or you know fa favorite, but I've got quite a nice connection with 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 prop store because they support this show, right. which I'm very grateful right. for. Um, and I've got to say, you know, you've got to buy with confidence, and it's right. nice to have a place like prop store that you know that they've done what you've said is is you know they've researched they've they've followed that that trail back to where that prop came from and of course screen matching i mean do you do you do, you do a lot of screen matching if you could explain what that 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 is for the viewers and listeners right so screen matching is a process that's a lot easier now as you know because of hdtv and blu-ray and stuff like that so screen matching i would say if i wore a helmet in a scene and that helmet had a specific braid or a specific scratch on it you could try to look in the film and try to pause it to see if that see if that scene and that helmet had that certain aspect of it um and yeah like you said i think lineage and provenance is the most important thing because we know how many fakes there are mm. and so i think finding original stuff from the sources from the studios and from really really great websites like prop store and profiles in history and stuff like that is really really important because you don't just want to go on ebay and you don't just want to go on oh god damn. All, all these sites and etsy and stuff like that and think something is original and you get it and then it turns out to be fake yeah i think i think ebay is probably the worst place to go to for autographs for props because yeah. you 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 don't know who you're buying from and to me, a certificate of authenticity is a piece of paper. You know, anyone can print print one off. I've got a printer. You know, I can make it look really nice. So it's about not about the certificate, but about the person that's given it to you. And and I think that's what's in, in, in important. Um, so what is it about this industry that you like so much because you come across very passionate about it and you obviously enjoy searching for these props and authenticating yeah. these props what is it about the in industry that really drives you 
what really drives me is the creativity between between everyone. I mean, the creativity behind everything. Um, something as far as a paperclip has thought that's going into it. Um, or everything just has so much love and care just poured into these objects. And I think that it's so important for us as collectors. Like you said, there's so many great collectors out there, like Joe Maddalena and Stephen Lane and Brandon Allinger and Bob Burns and and, um, Tom Spina. And there's so many great collectors that have a real love for these items. And I think it's really, really important. And, you know, James Commissar uh, helped the hobby as well. I mean, if I mean, I wasn't like I love Johnny Carson. I love Johnny Carson, and I wasn't alive to see him at his prime. And because of people like James Commissar, you can go and see Johnny Carson's desk. You can go see his mug and go see the things that are still around. And if it wasn't for people like them, these things wouldn't be around. Because we know what happened before the '90s. I mean, this thing, this, this stuff was trash. When they were filming Willy Wonka, uh, the original Willy Wonka, they were just throwing out the Wonka bars left and right. They said, we don't need this. This is, we're done with this film. We don't need these props. But little do they know that years later, this stuff would actually have value to it. Yeah, def- definitely. I mean, I've, I've been to Elstree uh, quite quite a few times. And I've got to say, going past those bins, uh, you know, the big containers where they took everything away, you you just want to have a peek. You just just want to have a look, but it's just so see tight. what's in there. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, obviously, you hear of stories of of people coming across props and they don't realise what they've got, especially at yard sales, as you say in 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 the states. Yeah. Um, so it's it's quite nice now. It's so red readily you know available. I mean, Stephen Lane said twenty years ago it it, it, it was quite easy to find props. Uh, yeah. But it was hard, you know, at the same time because pe- people didn't realise what they had. And now, you know, with the industry being the way it is, people are knowing, you know, how much things are worth. I mean, in prop stores last, you know, auction, you know, they sold some amazing pieces. And in the past, they've sold like Han Solo's uh, jacket, you know, Harrison yeah, Ford's. Right. And, and uh, it's just crazy. It really is. Um, so obviously um you know this industry for you so um <clears throat> you would like to work in this industry is this somewhere that you can see yourself you know progressing in many years to come oh absolutely um i would love to work for you know the profiles in history the props store of london whatever i can to help get these items in the proper hands that will love and collect them and treasure them um because i've Again, I think preserving these items for the future is so, so important. I mean, I would love to see Luke Skywalker's lightsaber still around in 300 years. I think that's going to be an item that's really, really important. Um, Especially, mm-hmm. I'll tell you a story. I went to go see the Ruby Slippers before quarantine happened. And we know those things are 80 years old. But mm-hmm. the amount of people that were flocking to this to this booth to see them and all these people from around the world just to see these ruby slippers and just just see how magical they are. And to think, this movie was released in 39, you know, 80, 81 years ago. And it's just so amazing. And I think it's so important because it's part of, it's not just part of popular culture at this point, it's part of American culture. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing that's the Smithsonian. Uh, the yeah, that's the, yeah. yeah, the Smithsonian Washington. 
uh, because I've been there quite a few times um, and I've got to say that place is just amazing. One, because you don't pay to get in because in the UK you've got to pay to get in everywhere and uh, the Smithsonian, I mean, they had um, Ray Charles piano you know, you know, yeah. from, from, from his film, they had the Fonzas jacket, uh, from happy days. And obviously the Ruby slippers, which I think are astonishing and appear yeah. went missing. Have they been found, um, since, do you know? Yes. Yeah. So there was a few pairs of Ruby slippers still in, um, circulation. One Debbie Reynolds had, which were the test slippers that Judy Garland used as a test, but they, I think they felt that it was too, um, it, they didn't like the design, so they went with the more classic, sleek kind of ruby slipper. There was, I think, I think, I believe there's four out there. There's one in a museum in California. There's one in a museum in Smithsonian, and there was one that was uh, in a museum, uh, the Judy Garland Museum, and they were stolen overnight. Uh, some guy broke into the museum, stole them overnight, and for years he's had these slippers. And recently, somebody said, "I know where they are," and they were able to retrieve them and get them back. I mean, I mean, who steals though? Though you know something so iconic, because how can you sell it on? It's like the Iron Man costume has been stolen as well. You know, yeah, I can't. Can... I can't imagine. I can't imagine you buying these items and then trying to sell it again. I just can't imagine. Do you know what? Can you can, can you imagine being at a convention, and Iron Man walks past you, and you're like, "Wow, that guy has done a good job on that costume." And it's right, the real right. one. <laughs> right. You never or if you're know. Or you at the prop store booth and someone comes out to you and says, hey, I've got some ruby slippers if you if you want them. Yeah, yeah. Two for one, two for one. Yeah. Uh, right. yeah. But... <laughs> Uh, so so yeah I mean I mean thing is props props for me I mean obviously I'm a massive Superman fan and um, for me I mean I've got an original Chris Crystal which unfortunately is not with me here it's downstairs uh, it's the only thing that I'm allowed to have on the wall downstairs uh, because um, we're waiting to move so I can have my man pad right. like my man room yep. so I can have my own fortress of sol solitude um, so do you have all your props displayed or are they you know archived away well no um some of my stuff is archived away a lot of my scripts are a lot of my a lot of my props are um but i have a few things here on the wall um i really don't i really don't rotate stuff all that much um but i try to i try to have a prop enjoy it and try to store it as best as i can but a lot of my a lot of my scripts are archived in fact i just got this recently that i thought i'd show you Awesome. Um, I love late night. I love David Letterman, Johnny Carson. Mm. I, I still watch them. And I said to myself, I want a David Letterman script. I would love one of the scripts from he showed, you know, he did 30 years of late night, but I said, I want a piece of, I want a piece of that because I think it's so important to keep around mm. because in, you know, another 40 years, you know, I'm sure Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon are going to retire. And I think that people will have this nostalgia for David Letterman, not just them, but for me. I mean, I love Letterman. So I said, I want an item. And surely I got myself a script. That's awesome. From an episode in 1998. And the girl that sold it to me actually told me the story about how she was, uh, she, she was going to go to the show in 1998. And she called the late night and said, hey, I would like to meet Dave. And I'm sure they said, you know, a lot of people like to meet Dave and yeah. whatever. And he, she said, well, my brother is best friends with the broadcaster over at where you guys film. 
because they went to college together. And I guess they said, you know, we'll, we'll see what we can do. And after David Letterman went over and met them and gave them like a mug and, a, and, and some other stuff and gave them a script and everything. And they, she said she was just, he was just so kind and so grateful to them that they came to the show. So it went from David Letterman's hands to their hands to me. And there you go. And and that story was was something I, I'm I'm never going to forget. And I'm always going to keep that item. And it has original notes in it. I don't look. I don't know if they're David's or not, but I think it was pretty cool. That it was used, and I finally found it. So, but this is the thing about collectors that people don't understand because there are many people out there that really do not understand why collecting props and and cost cost costumes is so cool and you know it's great because it's all about our passion it's all about our love for that program so for you it's the late show and inspector gadget for me it's 24 superman yeah you know um and by having a piece you're sort of feeling more connected to that film or that program and yeah. it's it's that as you 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 said a piece of history which i think yeah. is won- wonderful um i mean you know have you came, have you come across any any anyone that's thought that your collecting is a bit weird because we are geeks aren't aren't, aren't we yeah aren't oh yeah. Huge geeks, yeah i mean have you had any friends or anyone go why yeah, you know, every once in a while you get you get people that say, "Well, you you spent that much on that? Why would you do that?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, it's it's a part of the legacy." And and I think, like you said, the person that has the original, I think it's I think it's Stephen Lane that has an original Superman costume from the first yes. film. Yeah, in his with, office. Yeah, with various components that he, that he was able to put together. But I think that having that is a part of part of us, but also preserving that legacy and carrying on that legacy. And I think that you, the, the people that have those items are part of that legacy and preserving it. And mm. Christopher Reeves is Superman. I mean, oh. he's just Superman. Do you know what? I walked in Stephen Lane's office because I was interviewing him. And what caught my eye first was Jack Nicholson's costume from the Joker, from, uh, right. from, from, yeah. from Batman. And then you had a costume piece from Highlander. And then all of a sudden... I turned to the right, and there was the tunic, the cape, and uh, Stephen told me in de- detail the story about about it, which I think's astonishing. That it was a screen worn, you know, outfit yeah. cost- co- costume, and it was um, given to Chris Ree's stunt double, and the stunt double used to wear it for fun runs, for like yeah. marathons. And I was like, what? So he got it from him. And, um, you know, if only I could afford some, some something like, like that. I mean, I went to go and see the DC exhibition at the O2 Arena about about four years ago. And uh, it had every yeah. costume from Brandon Routh's to Henry Cavill's yeah. to Chris, Chris, Christopher Reeve. And I just yeah. think, I think it's aston- astonishing. And I think they need to make more programs. What would be amazing with prop culture that's does cur- currently still on Disney Plus with Dan Lanigan, it would be awesome if they could do one around Prop Store of Lon- Lon- London from the UK office. Yeah. And the LA office, because it's so right. interesting. It really is. And I think that that yeah. would bring it more to the general consumer and make them realize that actually one you could earn more money from buying props and selling props than putting your money into a bank account 
Or you can find that piece from your favorite movie that means the world to you. Um, yeah. Which I think thinks fantastic. Um, <laughs> so what's your next yeah. uh, prop you're planning to buy? <laughs> um, my next prop. Well, um, well I'm going to go into what you said and I, I want to say that, you know, it's it's great when you buy something and then in a few years you see that thing that and it's worth a little bit more. You know, that is a nice feeling. But mm. I don't think we should collect like that. I think you should collect from your heart. And um, and what you like, you collect. And that's always been my motto. Whatever I like, I collect. Honestly, when I started collecting Inspector Gadget, everyone looked at me like I was nuts. They were like, that movie was terrible. No one would want to watch that movie. That movie would, you know, <laughs> you know, no one wanted to collect the stuff. And I said, but but the creativity, Stan Winston's design and the hands and the all the different gadgets, I thought this was brilliant. And I said, I needed to collect this. Mm. And then now... I see people like Inspector Gadget again, so it's it's amazing. But what's next for me? Um, I think what I'm getting into right now is I'm trying to collect as many items from the 60s and 70s as I can. I I, I, th- I know these these items are going away. Um, I know it's harder and harder to get them, but I think preserving that legacy of the 60s and 70s is really really important because like the 60s and 70s, the 60s and 60s and 70s, 60s and 70s television is really, really, really special with yeah. the Honeymooners and the Gilligan's Island and uh, and all those different shows back in the day. I think those are show those shows are really, really made made all of us. Um, I was watching an interview with Dawn Wells and she said that Gilligan's Island they gave them horrible reviews, but yet it's been over 30 languages and it's never gone off the, off the air. Mm. And she's yeah. gone to places that they don't even speak English, and the girl looks at her and goes, "You're Marianne." It's people really, I don't think, understand the love for these television shows that the fans have. Mm. I mean, your love for The Mandalorian. I mean, who yeah. doesn't love The Mandalorian? It's wonderful. The storytelling, how they de age people, how they, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. And it's only getting better. These programs, yeah. I mean, I've just finished watching The Expanse and. I yeah. just think the, the the Expanse is one of the best sci-fi series that we've seen this decade, and not a lot of people that I've spoken to have watched it. But yet, you know, it's just amazing. So you know, I encourage everyone to watch it uh, because it's just so well made, so well written, and uh, I'm sure there's going to be some cool props from that show. Because to look around, I mean, I don't know about yeah. you, but I I I always watch things and think I would love that. If that ever came yeah. up for sale, I would love that. But there's nothing like screen matching a piece that you've got and yeah. actually seeing it on screen, uh, which yeah. is abs- 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 absolutely awesome. But Gary, it's been a pleasure to uh, have you on the show. Um, and, you know, it's been great talk- talking about our passions because props will always be a passion and i've slowly got my wife on my side she obviously you know now she she well she realizes um you know how cool they are uh which i'm pleased 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 about so but um but no i'm sure we will cross paths in the future who knows who knows you might be at the uh, prop store stand at san diego comic con Um, you know chatting to people do you you know what I've always said to to Stephen, look, I'll work for free. Fly me over to San San Diego. Yep. I will stand yep. there and talk to every single person uh, because that Comic Con looks amazing. That to me yeah. is my dream des- destination 
for com- comic cons it really is have you ever been well now uh yeah i've been to a few conventions and uh comic con is is became this humongous thing where it seems mm. everyone is going and like you said um in star wars and marvel and stuff they're not selling their costumes they're putting, putting it on display because they know how mm. much people want to see these items yeah. and with prop store they always have their items on display and it's just it's so exciting for me to see them and to talk to people about them and to get them excited and 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 you know, when you see something that's in another fan sees something, you guys share that bond and how much you love something. It's really, really amazing. It is. It truly, truly is. Gary, you look after yourself. Stay safe. Thank you. Uh, keep healthy and uh, keep living the dream. And, and ho- hopefully, you know, you'll get to California before you know it. And um, yep. to the sunshine. So going from the East Coast to the West Coast will be yes, awesome. Yes, no more snow. No, no more snow. Gary, look after yourself. Thank you so much for Thank being on Thank you so the much show. for having me on. You've been listening to Be More Super, the podcast. It was kind of a crazy, fun experience. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button and share with your super friends. My world. Oh.